0: Hi, I'm Austin Meacham, Associate at Valor Ventures, and I'm joined by my colleague Brianna Barnett. And we're excited to welcome Startup Runway finalist, Tia Robinson of Vertical ActiveWare.
1: Hello, my name is Brianna Barnett, co-host for today's Atlanta Startup Podcast. We are joined by an amazing entrepreneur today, Ms. Tia Robinson of Vertical ActiveWare. Tia was part of our ninth cohort of Startup Runway finalists. And she's an incredible, really lucky to speak with her today and hear more about what she's working on. Tia, thanks for being here. And for those who don't know Vertical Activewear, would you mind sharing about what you do and what you're working on currently?
2: Sure. Thank you for having me. Just to give some background in terms of Vertical Activewear, we are a sustainable lifestyle brand that's created for women of all shapes, sizes, and fitness interests. We are a direct-to-consumer brand, so you can find us online at www.verticalactivewear.com. And, again, happy to be here.
0: That's awesome, too. Yeah, we're really glad to have you. I'm curious, what do you think about the D2C market and uh, how it's changed with COVID?
2: Oh, wow. Well... I think it's amazing. I think in terms of how it's changed as it relates to COVID, it definitely showed the need in terms of making sure that you have an online presence as a brand in order to be able to sustain customers. And a strong presence is amazing, especially since you know majority of the stores were closed. Um, we were all under quarantine. Certain things couldn't be purchased, and even if they could be purchased. From an online standpoint, there were delays, depending on where you were looking to buy or purchase those items for or from, rather. So I think it's been a really important time to be in this space, and I've definitely learned a lot as a founder and CEO um, as it relates to COVID and, and the importance of direct-to-consumer marketing and businesses, you know, over the next couple of or over the past couple of months.
1: Wow, I really appreciate that insight, especially with everything going on. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear, you know, what some fun founders are thinking about as they move through these times. Um, of course, we know that you already were kind of ahead of the curve with your online presence. But I would love to hear if you've made any other changes during this period or in general in order to, you know, work through your product, your service, your product line and, and the things you have
2: going on. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, one of the things that I've been working on and looking to make the transition towards um, even before COVID-19 hit was bringing my manufacturing process um, here to the U.S., right? So making sure that the brand was U.S. made um, was very important to me. And also transitioning the brand so that really is focused on sustainable um, living. So sustainable lifestyle more eco-friendly fabrics, uh, you know, really not focusing on having a whole bunch of inventory, but, you know, being very conservative when it comes to production and what that does to the environment. Those were all things that were important to me and things that I was looking to transition towards um, before COVID. And when COVID hit, it just really reinforced um, the importance of some of those changes that I had made at that point and changes that I was going to be making or would need to make post COVID. So, for instance, a lot of folks had difficulty getting inventory um, if they were using vendors overseas. So, there was a period of time where, you know, a lot of folks, if you didn't have inventory on hand, you had difficulty with being able to replenish product. So, um, being able to work with someone. Or work with a vendor that's here in the U.S., you know, help to mitigate some of that, um, those issues in terms of being able to have product to be able to fulfill orders to keep business going and also to service my customers was truly, truly, truly um, important. And I was glad that I started making that change before covid And then also, you know, during COVID, just really getting an opportunity to speak to the customers, inquire about, you know, the brand and inquire about things that they're looking for, things that they need. One of the big things that I noticed um, during this particular time was that folks were really, really focused on wellness and they were really, really focused on um, being active despite the gyms being closed, you know, folks working from home, working out while at home. Um, eating healthier. These were all uh, key factors that um, my customers shared with me during this particular time that really allowed me to know that I was on the right path when it came to vertical. And then also, you know, what it is that they need in particular to be able to help sustain them during this time, because I always want to be of service. I always want to be able to help my customers When it comes to their personal wellness growth, so being able to offer them things such as classes, um, you know, online, either through Facebook or Instagram, being able to have more conversations about wellness and different things that they can do, um, whether that be meditation or meal preparation, and, you know, what it looks like to do some weight training at home. These were all things that allowed us to be able to help serve our community and our customers and to keep people motivated during this time so a lot of learning we we learned during this period
0: it's really awesome to hear and it's great that uh the community of vertical activeware is, is, is so tight i am curious about uh your inspiration for for the company in the whole
2: oh well um my inspiration started um probably back in 2009 um i started my personal wellness journey around that time, I was looking for um, some ways to get into shape that were going to be fun and keep me interested in fitness. And so I started doing a variety of different forms of fitness, such as dance, pole, yoga, bar, you named it, you name it, I tried it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so um, one of the things that I had a difficult time finding was active wear that fit those forms of fitness but in addition to fitting those forms of fitness a brand that really represented me in terms of my style from a fashion standpoint and then also fit my body type because though I am very active I am not you know your sample size um, body uh, when it comes to you know what people equate you know a fit lifestyle with right i'm not a size small right <clears throat> I'm a larger, I have a larger frame, I'm a larger body, and I wanted to make sure that I was wearing stuff that still was fashionable and stylish from an activewear standpoint um, that was supportive and functional, that was in my size, that I could integrate into my current wardrobe, and that worked for all of these different forms of fitness that I was doing. And so I decided that I would go ahead and have someone start making some stuff for me. And from there, I would, you know, wear some shorts or wear some leggings and go to class. And my classmates would say, where did you get that from? And I'd say, I had it made. And they're like, well, you know, if you have one made for me, I'll pay you for it. And 10 months later, I found myself (laughs) selling probably like 17 thousand dollars in like shorts in a short period of time really really um, having the foundation for a business and so that's really where vertical started it started with me just making stuff for myself and people liking it and wanting to pay for what it is that they saw and then me saying hey this 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 has some legs here wow i really love to hear
1: that backstory it's super inspiring i know um i got my first hint of it during startup runway listening to your pitch um and speaking of such i'd really love to hear about your experience with startup runway or maybe some key takeaways
2: you had from the event and you know would you recommend this to other founders oh sure well i mean i would start with the last question i would definitely recommend it for other founders if there was one thing that I got out of it, though, I got multiple things, you know, just as a founder, being able to practice your pitch, right? Being able to talk about your business and your brand in a very succinct way um, directly to investors is super, super important. And um, the practice that, you know, you put into it and and the preparation that you put into it definitely um prepares you for having more of those conversations. So I would say, you know, at the very least, you know, just being able to prepare your pitch and get in in the mode of starting to think around how conversations should be facilitated when it comes to talking to investors um, is truly, 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 truly important. Um, And it's definitely something that I feel like CEOs and founders need to practice. Um, doing because it's super, super helpful. Um, One of the things I absolutely loved about the experience was the mock board presentation. And I feel like I got tons out of that experience in terms of just being able to prepare a board meeting, quote unquote, right, in front of founders, folks that, you know, really have experience with working with startups and helping startups um, seek funding. Um, And as well as investors and being able to just sit and kind of being able to pick one pain point to talk about and to get their insight, um, to get their thoughts, to be able to get their knowledge, to pick their brain and ask questions um, was very, very, it was an amazing experience. It was cool um, because this was a real pain point that I was experiencing and being able to have that caliber of folks in the room be able to give insight um was something that you know i won't forget it's 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 immeasurable so um i definitely would recommend it and that was probably the highlight of my experience
0: that's that's really amazing to hear and i've got was was with uh, with such an active it's awesome i'm curious what how you felt about the virtual pitch event was it better for you worse for you uh what were your thoughts around that
2: uh, the pitch battle was great. Um, You know, I think a lot of folks are like, oh, you know, what does what what's the new norm look like when it comes to hosting these types of things and facilitating meetings and things of that sort? <clears throat> I have experience in, in just working virtual, so it, it's not something that's new to me in terms of concept. But I thought I thought that the way that it was done was in a way that allowed the brand or the business or the CEO and the founder to really really um present their presentation in an authentic way. Um I have pitched in front of an auditorium of folks <laughs> in addition to pitching um you know in a small group. And I would say that this was probably one of the more easier experiences um, though I recorded a few times. <laughs> and Usually when you pitch, you pitch once. But this allowed me to really be able to hit all of the points and all of the bullets that I wanted to address um, when speaking to a potential investor. So I enjoyed the experience.
1: We definitely love to hear that. I know that um, with the pitch, pitches, you also received quite a bit of feedback um, from some prominent venture capitalists. So I was wondering, did was there any feedback or insights that you received that particularly landed with you or that you could really resonate with?
2: I think at all of the feedback I pretty much um Took with open arms and was very receptive to it. Um, I got a lot of kudos, right? I got a lot of folks that you know said, "Yes, this is great." You know, I got some folks that understood the space because they were probably um, women and they understood some of the challenges that I addressed in my p- presentation. And then I had some folks that, you know, were like, great job. Um, This is not not necessarily my space of expertise, but, you know, I think you did a great job in terms of your presentation. Um, And then I got some tidbits in terms of things to be able to make um, my pitch a little bit stronger. So, you know, I took everything that I received from, you know, the folks that took the time to look at my presentation, to read my executive summary and to take a moment to just type up some words and 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 be able to share and pour that into me and I took that and um definitely applied it and um you know I'm definitely going to use it for my next pitch so I took everything and accepted it with open arms
0: it's uh it's awesome that your feedback was so comprehensive I'm I'm sure that was really valuable I am curious as uh we start to look to the next uh, cohort of Startup Runway founders, What's, what are some of the little pieces of advice that you would give to, to people for our next event?
2: I would say to do it. Um, I think sometimes we as CEO and founders try to wait for the perfect time to start the process of Um, or what we perceive as the perfect time to start the process to engage with um, potential investors. But I think that this experience was so much more than only just engaging with potential investors. There were folks that I met from other businesses that, you know, were able to connect on LinkedIn um, and be able to share, you know, different tips and tools in terms of things that we're utilizing currently within our businesses and our practices um, that are helping to push the needle, right? Um, there are folks in the room, um, that offer different services, um, that could be able to help. Uh, and then also, you know, there were folks, you know, during my mock presentation, my b- mock board presentation that were like, Hey, you know, you mentioned this brand and this brand, I know somebody from there, or you mentioned this retailer and this retailer. I know somebody from there that I can connect you with right so it's just bigger than you know only getting ready and gearing up to um, ask for an investment it's really about helping to position your business in the best way that you know you possibly can so that your business can thrive so I would just tell folks to 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 do it there's no harm in applying, there are some really great exercises that you'll take on to be able to move your your pitch presentation um, to the next level. And, you know, I don't think that there's any harm in that. It's just additional knowledge and information that you get that I think it would be beneficial to any CEO and founder. So just get out there and do it.
1: I love to hear the passion behind, you know, what you're working on and what you're doing. Um, I kind of want to shift gears here. I know that obviously you're really passionate about the mission of 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 Vertical ActiveWare at this time. Um, I'm curious to know more about what are the kind of customers that you're looking at or looking for right now to serve.
2: Sure. So so as I mentioned, vertical active wear is a sustainable lifestyle for women of all shapes, sizes, and fitness interests. And so we are rolling out a new website um, in November to really be able to spotlight that. Because we make activewear that is for women who do dance, who do yoga, who do bar, who work out at the gym, who want to use their apparel as athleisure wear. And it's made from recycled plastic. So it's really for the woman that is focused on the environment, um, self-awareness, self-expression, self-care. You know, we want to focus on being a greener brand, being diverse because we speak to a variety of forms of fitness, Um, sustainable. We only produce what we need. So we don't, overproduction is really one of those things that we, we really like to focus on. So we, we really, really do a good job in terms of being able to just produce and manufacture what it is that we need because we understand that that helps to reduce carbon emissions and also inclusivity, right? So our size ranges from extra small to 2XL at this moment, but At launch of the website, we'll be going from extra small to 4XL. So whatever journey you're on as it relates to your wellness, you will be able to find apparel in your size that works for your form of fitness. That's good for the environment by purchasing from Vertical Activewear. That's
0: very awesome to hear. And uh, it's great that you guys are so inclusive. That's so important. Uh, I am curious about the the sustainable activewear industry. Where do you you sort of see that going as the industry evolves?
2: Well, the thing is, is that, you know, we understand and we know that overproduction is a huge, huge, huge issue as it relates to um, the environment. You know, we've got plastic bottles that are polluting our oceans. Um, The fashion industry has been known for overproduction in terms of over making um, fabrics, and, and we're one of the fashion industry is one of the top pollutants in terms of the environment. So, I think a lot of folks are moving in the direction of educating themselves on the importance of <clears throat> overproduction and sustainability um, and looking for different ways that they can go ahead and mitigate that. We just really wanted to make sure that we were making this change and this shift early in our company. Um, because I'm a meditation instructor um, and a life coach um, by trade. I've been doing this work for five five years now. Um, and, you know, I've been a meditator for 13, 14 years. And so um, just in terms of my own personal consciousness, I saw that it was important for me to educate myself on this process and figure out ways to make sure that I'm integrating it into everything it is that I do and I touch. And that includes vertical active wear. So I definitely do see that there's a shift in the industry, you know, but we're a young and new company and, and scrappy and we're able to make that transition really, really quickly and definitely make it one of the top pillars as it relates to where we stand as a company and as an organization. So I think, it's important for us to do that, and we're starting to see the industry as a whole start to move into that direction. Well
0: said. Uh,
2: yes, that's definitely an interesting
1: perspective to to be able to listen in on. Of course, you've spoken about you know the mission and how you've come to this point of wanting to push forward um, with inclusivity and sustainability and being you know a whole well-rounded, healthy individual, but I'd love to hear more personally as a founder. And, you know, we know about all the trials and tribulations that comes with working with an organization of this nature. What are some of the things that kind of drives you to keep going and and keep looking forward when times are
2: tough? I mean, I love what I do. I love my customers. I, I truly love what it is that I do. And I can't see myself doing anything outside of what it is that I'm currently doing. So it's very simple. (laughs) It's not always easy, but it's very simple for me because I absolutely love and have a passion for what it is that I do. I'm excited with the little things when it comes to vertical, you know, that, that could be, you know, sourcing a recycle piece of elastic. (laughs) Right. That's like a win for me Um, to the big things, you know, in terms of being able to pitch and and get investors on board um, that really believe in the brand. And so, you know, like I said, it's, it's very simple to me. Sometimes it's not always the easy decision to be an entrepreneur um, because, you know, the days become a blur. Um, You know, you're, you're constantly um, problem solving and, and focusing on being solution oriented. Um, you know, you make sacrifices in your personal life, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I absolutely love what I do.
0: That's, that's amazing. Uh, it's really great to hear that uh, what you love what you're do, what you doing so much. Uh, that's, that's the goal for many people. And uh, for you to do that is absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm curious to you, where can people contact you? Uh, what are the different mediums? where
2: people can can sort of reach you at Vertical Activewear. Sure. So we're at www.verticalactivewear.com. And like I said, our new website will be launching in November. So as long as you go and register um, and join our mailing list, you'll be notified when that new email or new website drops. Um, We're also on Instagram at Vertical Activewear and Facebook as well. at vertical activewear and uh, we also have a YouTube page um, as well if you search vertical activewear so those are pretty much the mediums that we are on um, and we're pretty active and more to come in 2021.
0: Awesome, thank you so much Tia. Uh, we really appreciate everything. This, is, this has been absolutely incredible. You are an amazing entrepreneur. And uh, it's been really great hearing uh, sort of the inspiration behind Vertical Activewear and all the things that go into it. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And, yes, I definitely want to second that. I love your passion. I love the mission of Vertical Activewear and what you guys are doing. And I just want to thank you once again for taking the time to speak with us, for participating in Startup Runway. And we wish you the best, and we hope to speak with you again soon. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Valor Ventures as a service to the startup and investor community. We couldn't do it without the support of our sponsors, Atlanta Tech Park, the Global Accelerator, and Right to Market, Atlanta's favorite tech and healthcare PR marketing firm. Please patronize these great companies with your business and check them out online. If you'd like to get your message on the Atlanta Startup Podcast, Visit us at atlantastartuppodcast.com and look at our affordable rate card. All paid advertisements are tax deductible to the Startup Runway Nonprofit Foundation, a 501c3 whose mission is connecting underrepresented founders with their first investor.